Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods and DC Primetime, and I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already, and that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already, such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, an upcoming Lost Revisited podcast, uh, in addition to our flagship show, The Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show. I love the game. If I don't stop playing it, my wife is going to kill me. You're in this dark, nasty place. Pretty disgusting. Now on 32X, it makes me sweat. Welcome to the world of doom. A hellish nightmare for the more real, the more intense world of Genesis 32X. It takes my mind off work. Just one of the astounding new games for the machine six times more powerful than 3DO. The following program contains violence, disturbing imagery, nudity, and, oh my god, why are you even watching this? Just run away. This shit is going to give you nightmares. For real. Nightmares where you are running naked on a treadmill made of razor blades, and your third grade teacher is pointing and laughing at you. Alright, Jacob. This one's for you. And to kclark23 on Instagram. So you were looking forward to hearing this review? Well, I hope this is what you wanted. As for the rest of you, eh, I'm not so sure. (laughs) It's episode 19 of the Next Level Network production of What Lurks Behind Paul K. Zero. Episode 19, movie review, focusing this week on the 2005 film Doom, based off of the uh, video game. I don't know much about the video game, but this was a listener request for Jacob Allen, so he shall receive. And um, I'm also, uh, I want to let everyone know that uh, I've been kind of paying attention to comments and whatnot. A few episodes coming up in the near future will be um, also listener requests. Uh, Primarily there was, uh, what was it, Dagon? I believe Scab Soul from Instagram requested that one, so it's coming soon. 
Just to let you know that one, buddy. But anyways, what's up, everyone? It's another episode for me. I know, it's a little delayed. I was going to record this earlier, and then, you know, Canada Day happened, and Independence Day happened. I was like, you know, everyone's doing the holiday thing. So I decided to hold off a couple extra days. Plus, like, work has been fucking killing me lately. It kind of changed my roles in my job. Doing all this, like, renovation shit and whatnot, tearing down racks and, you know building new counters and shit like that and I'll tell you some of these days I come home from work and I feel like fucking sack of dead meat so I don't know it, it it's not that I don't want a podcast I'm just when I'm not exhausted like I talk like really stupid not that I don't already but whatever I'm back with a new episode but uh since the last episode a couple of things have happened uh, for one, I want to just quickly like mention this. I don't know how many of you have seen the trailer for this movie called Mandy, uh, starring Nicolas Cage. But, um, okay, I'm not one of those people, like, I know a lot of people think that Nicolas Cage is, like, you know, kind of far out. It's a little hard to watch and whatnot. I personally love him. Like, I think his shit is, like, I like the fact that he overdoes it sometimes because... I don't know, sometimes I think acting, like, and I don't want to say this of all actors, but there's some actors that take themselves too seriously, and I find that shit kind of annoying, because it's like, like, don't get me wrong, like, you know, someone like Morgan Freeman, he's going to pound out a fucking 100%, 110% acting performance and whatnot, but there's some people that it's like, you know what, you're not that good of an actor, so don't try to be. Nicolas Cage, on the other hand, is kind of like one of those actors that's like, okay, I'm going into this role, it's kind of wacky, it's kind of far out, let's give it all we got, and he'll dial it up to 110, and I enjoy that shit, actually. Anyways, I saw this trailer, uh, it was about two weeks ago, uh, for a movie called Mandy, coming out later this year, and fuck, this movie looks pretty fucking cool, actually, um... I, from what I get, and I, I should have written down the synopsis, but I didn't, because I'm a loser like that. But anyways, it looks like it's something like a like a coven of like uh, like a a coven of cult or a, a cult I should say, not a coven, a cult of like like cult followers and whatnot are coming after like his wife, I think it is or something, and he fucking goes ape shit. And <laughs> this movie looks fucking sweet. I'm actually really looking forward to that one. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to kind of just, you know, mention that quickly. If you have not seen the trailer for Mandy, uh, look it up. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's anywhere you want to look. It, it looks like it's going to be some far out shit and I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, since then kind of did some marathons, uh, in terms of like just shit I was watching. Uh, (laughs) you're going to laugh at this one, but I kind of like marathoned all five Sharknado films because I'll be honest I've avoided them up to this point I never understood the craze I never understood what people were so like hyped up about you know these fucking movies I was like what's the big deal like it sounds stupid sharks in a fucking tornado but I don't know I decided give it a shot why not and the first one was actually my least favorite I was uh I watched that first one I was kind of like I don't get it 
and I mean like Tara Reid is like one of the worst fucking actresses there is but then again watching the further films I kind of appreciated the fact that she's not afraid to ham it up so I was like alright you know what like especially like the second one the second one takes place in New York City well any movie that takes place in New York City kind of catches my attention I just love the fact of like destruction in new york city like everything from escape from new york to you know zombie and well zombies kind of like half and half it kind of takes place in new york but kind of doesn't um ghostbusters like I, I love watching like the ghosts like terrorizing new york city and whatnot i've always had a thing about new york city so of course the the second sharknado film when i saw it took place in new york i'm like okay you know what first one didn't impress me but let's give this a shot it takes place in new york and I gotta say, man, you know what? That was kind of like the hooking point for me. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'll keep watching these. And I love like all the like countless cameos. Like everybody from Al Roker to Dolph Lundgren. And and, I mean, I'm talking about like all the films, of course, not just the second one. Um, You know, like uh, Brett Michaels, Vince Neil. Like, I mean, I grew up listening to that hair metal stuff. So seeing those two guys, I was like, fucking right. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, but like I was, I was really shocked at how many cameos they got for those films. But then it kind of made me realize something: the, the special effects never really get much better. So you can start to realize that the budget they took in, they put towards like the uh, getting the, the the stars, the cameos, and whatnot. So I was like, all right, I kind of get it now, like. And I don't know, th- those movies are just so batshit crazy that <laughs> I kind of enjoyed them. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I guess as I've gotten older, I just have more of an appreciation for really bad movies. <laughs> I've, I've said it to a couple people actually just recently. I really do like bad movies. Um, <laughs> speaking of bad movies, uh, Hen and Lauder films. Which I don't necessarily call them bad movies because I think he intentionally makes his movies the way he does. But anyway, so as you guys know, I believe I mentioned it on the last episode that I now have a Horror Amino account. And anyways, I thought, okay, you know what? Like, I realized that on Horror Amino, it's a bit of a younger crowd. Like, I mean, there's people my age on there as well, but it's definitely a younger crowd that uses that app, which that's fine that i have no problems with it so anyway so one day i I, as you get more um i want to say xp but that's you just you build more of a a reputation on the app and whatnot you can do more things and now i can create polls on there so it's like all right you know what like i i truly love the frank hennenlauter films so i decided i was like you know what i'm gonna make a poll and see like what this crowd like how they perceive Henenlotter films. So I did a, it. It was basically a poll. Uh, I gave you five options and said, you know, pick your favorite film. And it was between Basket Case, Brain Damage, Frankenhooker, Bad Biology, and then the fifth one was Who the fuck is Frank Henenlotter? <laughs> Guess which one topped out? Who the fuck is Frank Henenlotter? I was kind of disappointed about this. It was like, how do you people not know who Frank Henenlotter is? Like. But, I mean, all in all, Basket Case won out uh, in terms of the films that people did know. Uh, it topped off at 24.4%. Uh, Brain Damage and Frankenhooker were both tied at 20%. Bad, 
Bad Biology got one vote. And I think that was probably somebody who was just like, nobody's picking this, so I will. Because even I'm not a big fan of Bad Biology, but I mean, if, if I had to choose between the three myself, probably Frankenhooker, just because I fucking laugh my ass off to death for that movie. But then Basket Case and Brain Damage have a special place in my heart too. So, I mean, I'm right now as I'm recording this, I'm wearing a Basket Case shirt. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But the, it, who who the fuck is Frank Henenlotter? Topped off at 34.4% out of, what was it, uh, 90 votes. That kind of hurt me. I was like, oh, you people, come on. Watch some Hen and Lauder films. I don't know. It's not for everybody, and I get that. And But it was just the fact that a lot of the younger crowd don't know him. And it's like, you know, everybody knows your Wes Cravens and your John Carpenters, um, you know, Alfred Hitchcock. Like, these are big names. But then you throw someone like Frank Hen and Lauder at him, and it's like, well, I don't know. Uh, so, I don't know. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. It just... I kind of expected it to turn a little bit differently. I thought Basket Case was going to win, and it did. But I just, I wasn't expecting so many people to not know who he was. But shit happens, whatever. We move on. Uh, Not horror related, but just want to throw this out there. Uh, Luke Cage, uh, the Marvel series, they dropped their second season. uh, June 22nd, I believe it was. I did watch that. Uh, It kind of slow streamed it. I did like two episodes a day, whatever, kind of stretch it out instead of, because before I used to like blitz everything, like something would come online and like, you know, like Stranger Things I killed in eight hours, you know, um, Daredevil, I killed it in a day. And like, I, the thing that I hate about that is that once it's done, it's like, you got to wait another year or two, year and a half before you can, you know, watch the next season. So I've kind of changed the way I watch the seasons. I kind of stretch them out. Anyways, just to quickly sum it up, Luke Cage, uh, darker season, definitely a darker season. Uh, the villains are amazing. Uh, what is it? Um, I keep wanting to call him Bushwhacker, but that's not his fucking name. Um, Bushmaster, that's it. Bushmaster and Mariah, uh, Mariah Dillard or Mariah Stokes. Uh, amazing absolutely amazing performances especially mariah i have to say alfrey woodard is the lady who plays her and my god you fucking hate this bitch that's how well she plays it Uh, hands down i was really impressed with it i thought it was better than season one granted i didn't mind season one but uh this was uh if you're into comic book shit and you're into superhero shit the cool thing i always like about luke cage there's no capes there's no like you know flashy outfits or anything. He wears a t-shirt, a hoodie, and jeans. I, I love it, you know. And he's a very down-to-earth superhero, if you want to call him that. So I mean, I just wanted to say, you know, for those of you who are into that kind of uh, that kind of programming, definitely check it out if you haven't already. Uh, but my lurker's recommendation is in the horror genre. Uh, so for those of you who have Shutter and <laughs> Jacob, I'm speaking to you. It took you almost a year to get it, but he finally got it, and he's been blowing my phone up ever since with, oh, my God, they have street trash. Oh, my God, they have hobo with a shotgun. Oh, my... He's going nuts. But anyways, for those of you who have Shudder, check out The Core, their newest episode featuring Glenn Danzig. 
Now, I'm a huge Danzig fan. I grew up with the Misfits and Sal Wayne. I'm sorry, Sam Hain. Whatever you want to fucking call it, it's Sal Wayne. But whatever. Um, and, you know, like, I, I, I listened to all his solo shit and whatnot. Like, Glenn Danzig, even his, um, like his two albums, like The Black Araya and Black Araya 2, I fucking love those, especially the first one. Really love that one. But anyways, I've always been a huge, you know, Danzig fan and whatnot. And I saw that, you know, the latest episode they put on Shudder, he was interviewed. I was like, oh, shit, I'm in for this. It's a good interview. It's fun. And um, I, I definitely recommend it if you have if you have Shudder and you haven't watched the latest episode from The Core, definitely do it. it it's a fun, fun episode. Danzig knows his shit. I love the fact that, like, He's very horror-minded. He he kind of, like, disregards the newer horror, but I can kind of understand that, being I was that guy for a long time myself. Like, I wouldn't watch new shit that came out. I was totally an 80s kid, a 70s kid, whatnot. And I got to admit, there's a lot of new horror that's coming out that actually is quite impressive. It's a different type of beast these days, but... Then again, there's a lot of horror coming out that's throwing back to the 80s and the 70s, and I think that's what's most appealing to me about it anyway. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and that's about it in terms of, you know, just me shooting the shit for a couple minutes here. We're going to drop a trailer, and then we're going to come back with our um, listener request from Jacob Allen. You wanted it, Jake. You're getting it. Uh, I how do I? Yeah, you know, do I preface this one or not? You know what? I'm just gonna say this. Prior to doing this episode, I was not a huge fan of this movie. Has my opinion changed since? We'll find out when we come back from the break. Back in a moment, people. At a distant research facility, the final 10% of the human genome has just been discovered. And with it, all hell has broken loose. Now, a call for help has gone out. Game time. Listen up, man. We're going in hot. If it breathes, kill it. There's something coming up behind you. It's in the sewer! <laughs> what is that? We gotta go now. Ah! Evacuate! Evacuate! Ah! Sir, you okay? Semper Fi, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. That line fucking cracks me up in this movie. It's The Rock being The Rock, right? But, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. I, this movie was kind of... It's, it's a love-hate thing with me. Uh, it started off a hate thing. Uh, might have turned a bit more into love. More on that in a bit. 
But uh, this is, like I said, it's a listener request from Jacob. Jacob Allen is a good, uh, good friend of mine, actually. You know, he, uh, he keeps me laughing on those days when it's not so easy to laugh, and I appreciate him for that. It's, it's interesting, like, I'm practically old enough to be his dad, and yet we are, like, on such the same level. Either that means I'm very immature or he's very mature. It's one or the other. You figure it out on your own. But <laughs> probably the uh, the former, because uh, we all know I don't grow up very well. But, no, uh He's a good buddy of mine, though, and when he asked for this episode, I I didn't really want to do this movie at first. Uh, I remember when it came out, God, I, uh, I didn't want to see it at the theaters, and I remember when it had its DVD release, uh, a friend of mine actually burned me a copy of this movie because I said I wouldn't even rent it, and there was no way I was going to watch it, and I was, I was hell-bent against it. And my friend, uh, a friend of mine from my old job, she burned the the movie for me. She's like, you'll really like it, really. And I remember watching it the first time, and I fell asleep halfway through it. And I wasn't tired. (laughs) That's how bad the movie bored me. It was like, eh, I kind of passed out. And then it was about six, seven months later, somewhere around there anyways, I remember trying to watch it again. And again... I kind of kept waking up and falling asleep, waking up and falling asleep. I just found that the movie bored me. I don't know what it was back then, if I was just the state of mind I was in or what, but the movie just did not impress me, which was interesting because every time I, you know, and I knew like reading the credits and whatnot, the music was done by Clint Manziel, who was the former lead member of Pop Will Eat Itself, a band I grew up with. And I liked the music. The music throughout the movie was awesome. I was like, I love the music. And I knew that he remixed Nine Inch Nails. at It's used during the uh, the ending credits, uh, the song You Know What You Are. He remixed it. And I was like, okay, Nine Inch Nails is a part of this. How wrong can I go with this? Well, I just couldn't seem to get into this fucking movie. Then Jacob asked for me to you know, review it for the whole E3 thing that I was doing, you know, the the video game-based movies. And I was like, all right, you know what? My view on movies has changed so much in the past, you know, even five, ten years. Uh, sorry, by the way, I'm warning you all right now, I have allergies that are really bad. Uh, today was finally the first day that we had where it was nice weather. Uh, we've been getting scorched with humidity and heat for fuck like the last 10 days and it has crushed my allergies there's nights i was at work looking like i was crying and everyone's like you okay yeah i'm fine seriously it's my fucking allergies which you know most of the time when a guy says you know oh there's something in my eye or my allergies are acting up no he's actually a whining bitch but anyways moving on uh no so getting back to what i was saying you know uh jacob requested this he was one of the first requests i had when i mentioned i was going to do like this whole video game movie thing and i was like all right you know what we'll give it a shot the movie's on netflix so it's not like i have to actually uh like you know go out and like go out of my way to find the movie and then i ended up finding it at a thrift store for two bucks so i was like eh, all right i'm reviewing it anyways what's two fucking dollars right so i own the movie now <laughs> um but, I, you know, I'm kind of glad that Jacob 
requested this of me because like I said my my view on cinema and on films and whatnot and especially my passion for like really bad movies lately I think I was able to tolerate this differently now and I almost got to say I come away wa- like I, I walk away from this film going all right it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen so anyways let's let's start just into the review the rundown I'm gonna give my you know my side notes and whatnot and uh, at the end of all this, I give you my rating, and I think it might shock a few people. So the movie Doom was released October 21st, 2005, which thinking back to 2005, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of in a weird place at that time in my life. But anyways, whatever, moving on. Uh, now, I'm going to try and pronounce the director's name as best as I can. I'm not sure how his name is pronounced, so this is me being me. Uh, directed by Anderzej Bartkowiak. I, I know I probably completely murdered that, but he was responsible for other movies like Romeo Must Die and Cradle to the Grave. So he's into like the whole like action kind of thing. Uh, that's one thing about this movie you know, for being quote unquote a horror based movie. It's definitely more action and sci fi to it, I think, than horror, but again, kinda doesn't bother me. Um the movie was written by David Callahan and Wesley Strick, produced by Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, along with Laura Holstein, David Minkowski, John Schofield, and John Wells. The cinematography was by Tony Pierce Roberts. And the music, as I mentioned earlier, was by Clint Manziel, uh, the former lead member of Pop Will Eat Itself. Pop Will Eat Itself was kind of uh, an industrial, kind of hip-hop-ish kind of band uh, from like the late 80s, early 90s. Matter of fact, kind of interesting because I did mention that, you know, Clint, uh, he did a remix of the Nine Inch Nails song, You Know What You Are, for this film. And back in 90, I want to say it was 94, when Trent Reznor owned, uh, he owned his own record label, Nothing Records, he actually brought on Pop Will Lead Itself onto the label for one album, Dos Dios Mes Amigos, I believe it's what that album was called. And I think I actually kind of pronounced that properly, sort of. <laughs> My Spanish is not that great. Fits Spanish. I don't Wow. I'm just going to leave all this in here so you guys can laugh at how fucking stupid I am. But anyways, there was a song on there. Uh, ich bin ein Auslander. My German's not that good either. And I do know that's German. But anyways, the song, if you... Uh, want to hear something kind of creepy this song came out in 1994 if you were to listen to this song today you'd think it's about the world we live in today very creepy how you know i i guess the point i'm trying to make when i say this is when you listen to that song you kind of realize like everybody thinks the world is so fucking horrible these days which i'm not gonna lie it's pretty shitty but um i think and again, this is me kicking on social media. I, I really have my qualms about social media, especially in the past year. I think there's so much um, hype about everything negative that happens in the world. We think the world is like this absolutely atrocious place to live in. I'm not going to lie. It's not a great place right now. But it, 
wasn't back then either. And I listened to this song and I'm like, fuck, this song's relevant even today. But he wrote it about the past. And it was supposed to show how the past was a lot like the present. And the present at that time was 1994. Well, you know, jump ahead to 2018, the song is still relevant. I guess the point I'm trying to make is is the world has always been shitty. People are always going to be shitty. And that's just the way it is because humans suck. Moving on. So, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, it was just, it, it was something that was quite interesting. And since I was bringing up about Clint Manziel uh, doing the soundtrack music, which he's done other movies, he's done, uh, uh, well, I forget what the most recent film was, but just like maybe about a, what, a year, a year ago when Ghost in the Shell came out, he did the soundtrack score for that. And now I, as much as Ghost in the Shell, the movie like live action movie is not the greatest adaptation, you know, from anime to film, obviously. But if, if there's one thing that I absolutely loved about that movie was the score and Clint Manziel did that. So if you can ever, uh, you know, get your hands on the soundtrack or just stream it on YouTube, the whole thing's on there. Uh, his music is great. I always, I've always enjoyed his music, but we're going to move past all the music. Now we're going to move past all that shit. Let's get into the good stuff. Let's talk about the starring cast, which it is an all-star cast. Uh, whether or not that helped the movie, uh, well, I, I, I'll get into uh, more of the reception of the film when I get to that point. Right now, we're just going to talk about the, the cast, which uh, it stars Carl Urban, which Jacob told me I'm supposed to splooge my love for Carl Urban in this uh, review. I I liked him better in Dread, dude. Sorry. Uh, not that he was bad in this movie, but uh, Dread is, I think, my favorite Carl Ur- Urban role. Um, although he, he is good as Bones in the Star Trek uh, like reboot, I guess you'd call it. I'm not... It, the Star Trek reboots, they're okay. But I do like Carl Urban as Bones. I think he's pretty fucking cool. In this movie, he's not bad. Um... I wouldn't say he's great, but he's not horrible either. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, or The Rock, as Sarge. Now, his character is somewhat fucked up in this movie. Like, okay, and maybe maybe that's where it lost me when I was watching it, like, in my younger days. I don't know, but it's, like, somewhere, like, in the midway point of the movie, like, he... I don't think he really knows what side he's on. Like... First he goes in, he's all, you know, Marines, we got our job to do. And then he finds out there's this weird experimentation going on, you know, in, uh, what is it, the the UAC or whatever. And he even questions, like, like, uh, Samantha Grimm, he even, like, questions her, like, what the fuck are you people doing up here and all this other shit. He seems like he's absolutely appalled by the, the fucking scientific experiments. And then all of a sudden, it's like he completely turns, like almost like something in him turns. And I don't know if at that point, if that's when he's infected by chromosome 24 or not, but it's like, what the fuck just happened to him? Like he literally goes 180 and goes Dr. Chekhov and Mr. Hyde on us. And all of a sudden, he's all like, we got to protect it. We got to protect it. We have our orders and all this shit. And like he even kills one of his own and whatnot. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, what the fuck? Like. And it's like so sudden. It's like, okay, what, what, 
what what am I watching? Like, I mean, Spookies. I get Spookies feels like two movies in one because there were two different directors who worked on this film at two different times. Like that, I understand. This, I was like, okay. But then again, The Rock gives us his beautiful rock lines and separify, motherfucker. God, that when he says that right before his fight with Carl Urban, I I just fucking die every time. I still fucking laugh at that. Uh, moving on though, uh, Rosamund Pike as Dr. Samantha Grimm. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan, but I don't hate her. She's just kind of like there. Um, she does work well with Carl Urban, uh, like Reaper, uh, in terms of like going back and forth, like a brother and a sister that are kind of like apart, but trying to figure out how to get along and whatnot. I believed it. I could say, you know, it, it kind of worked. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I, I just don't care for her as an actress. Not that I have anything against her, but she was just kind of like there. So whatever. Um, let's see. <sighs> Another name I may not pronounce properly, but Razik Adodi played Duke. Uh, and he was also in, uh, interestingly enough, he's in another uh, video game to film adaptation of Resident Evil Apocalypse. So I think actually there's a few of, maybe I'm wrong. I thought I wrote down that there were other people from Resident Evil, but probably not. Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Moving on because the next guy is the one I actually really want to talk about. Richard Brake as Corporal Dean Portman. This guy is all sorts of fucked up and probably the most interesting character in the whole fucking movie. Even though he's sick, he's creepy, he's fucked up. Even his look is fucked up. But I don't care. He was f- actually like intriguing to watch. He was probably the best part of the movie for me. And then I never realized he was in so many properties I've actually seen. Like, okay, I haven't seen this movie, but he was in the movie 31, the Rob Zombie film, whatever. Who cares? Uh, Game of Thrones. Well, I shouldn't say that because I know that there's some people that do like the movie 31. I can't really critique it yet. I haven't watched it. So I shouldn't say like who cares because I might actually enjoy it when I finally get around to it. So we'll see. Who knows? Uh, But he was in Game of Thrones. He's the fucking Night King. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, He was in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, although I've only watched that one once. I kind of never went back. <laughs> so I don't remember who he was in that. Um, but I he is credited as being in it, so whatever. But the part that I really kind of wanted to point out is he was in Batman Begins. He's fucking Joe Chill. And, you know, it was funny because when I was watching Doom like this second time around, I'm like, why does this dude look so fucking familiar? Like, even though he's creepy and, is, like I said, he's all sorts of fucked up. But I kept wondering, I'm like, why the fuck do I know who he is? And when I was looking up his, like, you know, IMDB to see what he'd been in, it was like, oh, fuck, he's Joe Chill. So, you know, he killed, you know, he killed Bruce Wayne's parents, and he's the fucking Night King. You can't get much more cool cred than that. Um, As for this movie, (laughs) shit. Uh... He dials it up to 11, let's face it. Like, he's he's given 110% of hammy performance, but fuck, it's fun. I, I will say that. he, it, In my opinion, probably the most interesting character in 
in this like film, whatever. Although there's one other name I'm very I'm very happy to talk about coming up pretty soon. Uh, but we're gonna move on for now. Dexter Fletcher uh, played Pinky, the dude in the um, the little wheelchair thing there. Uh, he was also in the movie Kick-Ass, which I was trying to think about. I, and Kick-Ass is another one I've only seen, I think, once or twice. I don't technically remember who he was. I know if I watch it again, I'll be like, oh, okay, that's him. But his character was kind of funny. I like when he's sitting, like, he, he well, not sitting. He's kind of just, like, half wheelchair, half man. But when he's like, oh, shit, there's something behind me, isn't there? It's like... It's kind of cool that like somebody actually acknowledged that because how many times do you watch a movie and there's like the monsters behind them and nobody knows? This guy at least knew. It was like, all right, well, that's kind of cool. Um, the Kid. The Kid was played by Al Weaver. I felt bad for The Kid. You know, first mission and whatnot. And like I said, like when The Rock all of a sudden, well, Sarge, whatever, but I call him The Rock. When he all of a sudden goes all Jekyll and Hyde and then like kills The Kid and it's like, he like fucking shoots him in the throat. I have this weird thing, like, I, little little info about me that you might not know. I My biggest fear of dying, like, when I die, my biggest fear is drowning. I just, I cannot fathom drowning. Like, I hope when I die, it's in my sleep, it's peaceful, and I never fucking know. But, <laughs> like, I'm afraid of water, like, big bodies of water. I'm not gonna lie, I have a fucking fear of it, that shit, okay? Like, I can watch movies with that shit, but... Me actually being on a big body of water, not good. Flying over it, no, not good. I do want to go to Australia one day. I don't know how the fuck I'm getting there because it's like either fly or swim like on a boat. And uh, boats scare the fuck out of me because like they capsize, I'm done. I can't swim. You're learning all sorts of cool shit about me at the moment because I can't swim and I have a fear of water, so... Go figure. I But I do like my showers. I got to smell clean. Sorry, dudes. But, you know, some people like... I, it's weird. I was... I always thought, like, people got turned off by body odor, but I was, like, reading some weird shit on the other... on the internet the other day that there's actually people that, like, they have a fetish with body odor? That's fucked up. I, I don't know. I don't understand that shit, but whatever. I like to smell clean myself, personally. Uh, even though I sweat like a fucking dog. Moving on, Ben Daniels as Corporal Eric Goat. Uh, well, Goat, but he's Corporal Eric uh, Phantom. Now, you know, again, I was watching this and I'm like, why does this dude look so fucking familiar? He's Father Marcus on Fox's now canceled The Exorcist. Um, which, uh, fuck you, Fox. That was a good show. I enjoyed it. I, I haven't seen all of season two. Now I'm not exactly in a rush to finish it because, well, it's gone. But uh, <laughs> I, I first season I fucking loved. I thought the first season of uh, The Exorcist was great. It's like, again, fucking leave it to network television. Between Fox and NBC, these guys love killing fucking shows I love. you know. And then the CW doesn't know when to end them. And, well, actually, no, I shouldn't say Fox kills all of them. I, I'm going to say the most unpopular thing right now. I wish Fox would kill The Simpsons. I'm done with it, okay? I know, I think they're aiming for 30 seasons or whatever the fuck they're going for, but it's like, please, these kids never fucking grow up. Like, they, they, I know, it's cartoons. I get it, don't worry. I'm not going to go all Thundercats roar on you here. But, I don't know, I... I can't even watch The Simpsons anymore. It's like, I'm just done with it. I don't know. But that's my opinion. Anyways, 
he's Father Marcus on The Exorcist, and I, I was like, oh, that's why I fucking know him. I mean, he's been in other shit, too, but it, that's where I recognized him from. Uh, moving on, another name that I'm probably really going to butcher, but oh well. I, I, seriously, I need to get, you know what I need to do? I need to find like interviews when I do these things where people actually say these people's names so I know how they're pronounced, but whatever. Uh, Diobia Apare, I think is how you pronounce his name. He plays Destroyer in this. Uh, really cool thing about him. His character in the movie I didn't really give a shit for, but he was in Alien 3. He was in Game of Thrones as well. Uh, But one of the films he was in, and it's a film that one day I will do on this podcast, uh, Dark City. And it's, God, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I was like, holy shit, I absolutely love that movie. Uh, That will be one that one day I will review on this podcast because Dark City is a fucking sweet movie. Uh, but moving on, I, I got to get through this cast and it's taking me a while. Apparently, uh, Yao Chin is Mac. I like, uh, the part in the movie when they're like, uh, the, the one dude looks at has actually, I think it's the rock who's talking to him says, you don't look like a Mac. And then he like pronounces his full name and he's like, okay, so you're Mac. Uh, that part was kind of cool. Um, Robert Russell plays Dr. Todd Carmack. Uh, he's also been in Hannibal Rising and uh, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Uh, I'm going to side note this really quickly. I actually like the G.I. Joe movies. If you don't, that's your problem, not mine. Uh, <laughs> I know they're bad. I know they were meant to be campy, but let's think about it. G.I. Joe, what was the purpose of the cartoons? To promote toys. Okay, that's what most 80s cartoons were, were to promote toys. So... G.I. Joe, the movies being a little fucking, you know, campy and not so great. I That's exactly what I was expecting, and I got it. So I love the G.I. Joe movies. Uh, Brian Steele plays Hell Knight, Curtis uh, Stahl. Uh, I think he's the guy that they show, like, when they lower him down. He's, like, the first test subject or whatever. I believe that's who he was. Uh, he's done, like, a lot of uh, stunt work. Or he's been like um, like creatures in movies. He was in both Hellboys, Hellboy 1 and 2, Blade Trinity, Underworld Evolution, and that he played Marcus, actually. I know that. Uh, he was in Resident Evil Extinction. There we go. That was the other Resident Evil guy. Uh, Terminator Salvation and Predators, amongst like a ton of other movies. But he's more a, a kind of a guy that he, he plays like the characters that really don't have a face, like... It, with the exception of Marcus, obviously, but he's kind of like like he plays a lot of like the creatures and whatnot. Uh, so does my uh, uh, the the next name I'm going to mention, which this is the one I was aiming for all along, uh, Doug Jones, and I absolutely love the shit that Doug Jones does. He has uh, okay in this movie he played the uh, the Carmack imp and the Willets imp, so he played both monsters there. Uh, he's been in Pan's Labyrinth, which, quick note, uh, Bloody Disgusting uh, posted pictures and specs for the uh, uh, Nika Toys, uh, the, the Pale Man coming from uh, Pan's Labyrinth, the figure. Looks fucking sweet. Oh my god, does it look great. I posted it on the Facebook page if you want to go check it out. 
but he was in Pan's Labyrinth. He was in Hellboy and Hellboy 2, obviously. The Shape of Water, obviously. He was the bye-bye man in the movie The Bye-Bye Man. I didn't know this. I found this out. I was like, okay, just because he's in it, I may watch this movie. Uh, Crimson Peak. He was in both uh, CW's Arrow and The Flash. He played Jake Simmons slash Deathbolt. Uh, he was in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. He is the Silver Surfer. I was like, okay, that made me like that movie a little bit now. Not a lot, because the movie's really not that good. But, I mean, it is what it is. He was the Silver Surfer. I'm like, shit, this guy's been everybody. And obviously he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was one of the gentlemen, uh, which that episode, Hush, still to this day, my favorite episode absolutely fucking love that he was in men in black too the list goes on you know doug jones you know what he's been in uh he has projects coming up just knowing he was in this movie between him and richard brake i was like okay you know what i like this movie that much more so with that said synopsis Something has gone wrong at the Union Aerospace Corporation, UAC. I did have that right. Uh, Research center, uh, no, research station on Mars. Learn to read, Paul. All research has ceased. Communication has failed. And the messages that do get through are less than comforting. It's a level five quarantine. And the only souls allowed in or out are the rapid response tactical team. Hardened Marines armed to the teeth with enough firepower to neutralize the enemy. Or so they think. Semper motherfucker. Anyways. <laughs> so that's the synopsis. Which, I mean, pretty much, it's not hard to follow, right? Weird shit going on. Send in the Marines. And the Marines think, oh, you know, we got this under control. And then they find out they don't. So getting to the ratings and the response to this movie, this uh, this was kind of interesting. So IMDb has this listed at 5.2 out of 10. I might be on par with that. Kind of. Um I, I, I'm not going to lie. When I get to this, I actually have two ratings for it. So I'll explain that. Uh, the Metacritic score, 34 out of 100. Fuck you. It's not that bad. Okay. But then again, Rotten Tomatoes was even worse because only 19% of critics gave this movie a positive score. Everybody else hated it. Um, so some of, I, I did this a little differently this week. I actually grabbed like quotes from different like reviews and whatnot because some of this shit was like, wait, what? So Roger, e Roger Ebert, I like picking on this guy. I don't know. Um, I, some things I agree with him. Other things I think he's just fucking, he doesn't know his shit, whatever. He basically said that Doom is like some kid came over and is using your computer and won't let you play. I don't understand what he's trying to say by that. I really don't. I don't... What? It's a movie that wants to be itself and doesn't want you around? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what he's trying to say by that. Janet Maslin of the New York Times wrote, This claustrophobic mess of a movie offers only carnage. The movie's called Doom, lady. What the fuck were you expecting? <laughs> like, were you expecting happy unicorns and rainbows and, you know, kittens, like, you know, cuddling up in, by a fireplace or something? Or maybe that's dogs. I don't know. But whatever. Like, I didn't understand. Like, our offers only carnage. Well, 
No, there's a bit more to it. There's a story, whether it's good or not. I mean, that's a totally different story. Like, that's all its own thing, whatever. But I don't know. James, no, not Jane Seymour. Gene Seymour of the Los Angeles Times wrote, shows less human dimension than the new Wallace and Gromit film. Okay. Mm, I actually, okay. So uh, of the three of the three comments that I grabbed, I can kind of understand where he's coming from because you really, there's, like I said, the most interesting character is Portman. The rest of them are really not interesting. You're not rooting for them. If anything, you just want to see monsters kill them. Um, Carl Urban's character, uh, Reaper, eh, he's okay, but I don't know. I kind of I have to say that I kind of agree to an extent with that in in the fact that no the characters are not engaging they don't pull me in I'm not rooting them on or anything whatever it is what it is I but again it's I don't know a lot of the times when I go into a horror movie I'm not really looking like to find like obviously I want those characters in place that like you know they don't mean much to the movie. They're just like the, you know, the kills. I kind of want that. But at the same time, I kind of get what he's saying because there's really, you know, aside from like the rock making rock kind quote kind of quotes and, you know, Portman being a creepy fuck, everybody else is pretty much basically passable. So that I kind of understand. Where Ebert and Maslin were coming from, I, I don't fucking know what they're trying to say. But anyways, I'm also adding a new thing to this as well. Because on Horror Amino, knowing I was doing this this episode, I asked the people of Horror Amino, yay or nay? The 2005 movie Doom starring The Rock, Carl Urban, and Rosamund Pike. Do you like it or not? Well... Out of 39 votes, it was only a one-day vote, so I didn't leave it on there long, Uh, 61.5% said nay. They didn't care for it. Uh, 38.5% did say yay. They did like it. Uh, That kind of surprised me, uh, especially for the fact that IMDb is a fan-based score, and that there is at a 5.2, which is about halfway. But it is what it is. I'm not going to lie, going into this, I wasn't really sure I was going to like watching this movie because I remembered watching it when I was younger, and younger, what, 10 years ago, whatever. uh, I was younger, right? But anyways, I remember I didn't care for it either. So do I care for it now, though? That's the thing. Well, okay, so there's there's two things that really stood out for me in this movie. one of the things is something that actually both Carl uh, Urban make mention of, and I saw a few reviews made mention of this, the first-person shooter scenes, where at going into the, the rock fight right before he fights him, and he's going through uh, the UAC shooting up all the, the creatures and you know the experiments and all that, that shit, they do like this like over-the-shoulder first-person shooter look. That was actually kind of cool to watch. And I, I'm, I'm going to put this you know, right out on Front Street. I'm not good at first-person shooter games. I don't play them very often, if at all, because I suck at them. 
Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be first person view. Uh, I really want to play that fucking game, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to because, and it's not because I get dizzy or anything. I know some people get like motion sickness or they get dizziness or whatnot. It's not that I get that. I just can't control the games. Like I have a hard enough time controlling Resident Evil 4. Okay, which was probably one of the easiest ones to control, at least from what I've read online. Because <laughs> I went looking, I'm like, is there is it me or is it them? And like the Arkham games, as much as I've mastered them now, I wasn't good at them in the beginning. Fuck, the only reason why I kept playing was because I wanted to see all the Easter eggs in it. But <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a gamer. I'm not good at games, and first person shooters are even worse. Like I'm I'm horrible. So the fact that that actually was intriguing to me is probably maybe that even is part of the reason I didn't like it when I was younger. I I can't really tell you why I didn't like this movie 10, 12 years ago, but I kind of appreciate it a little bit more now. But that first person shooter scene, really, it goes on for about what? Like, I'd say three to five minutes or so of him just shooting up the whole fucking place. It's kind of cool. I like the fact that, like, he walks in front of the mirror and you can see him and whatnot. I think that's also something, though, about first person shooters that bother me. I can't see my character. I like seeing my character. I like when I'm playing, like, you know, like the Arkham games. I love being able to see my Batman. I'm Batman, you know? Like, I want to see that. I don't know. It's just the way I am, I guess. The Tomb Raider games I'm really good at. I like playing those, too. They control a lot like a Batman game, though. Um, But, again, like, I kind of want to see Laura kicking ass. I don't want to just see, like, fists and, you know, shit. I'm babbling. I know that there's a lot of people out there that like first-person shooter games. So, you know, I I don't want to sound like I'm dissing on it, kind of, you know, so to speak. But that scene really stood out for me. I also did like the fight between The Rock and Carl Urban or Reaper and Sarge, whatever. He's The Rock, okay? Like, I, I grew up watching, like, okay, when I stopped watching wrestling was pretty much when Steve Austin and The Rock left. Uh, because I, I mean, I even went to wrestling events with the rock with, you know, when the rock was still doing his thing and whatnot, the rocks banter was what I always looked forward to. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. So I kind of like that. He brought a little bit of that to this movie, he, but he was kind of like the hero and the heel both at the same time, which again, that part really fucked with me. Cause I'm like, okay, what side are you on motherfucker? Like, Semper Fi yourself, bitch. But I I don't know. Anyways, I like their fight. I, I thought that was pretty cool. The one scene I really like also, it totally different from anything with that, is when the one, um, I think it's Carmack, once he's turned into the imp, and he gets stuck between that like d- dimension wall or whatever, and it's like he's half in, half out. That part I liked. But then that also led up to The Rock going, uh, Carmack is dead. Well, no, he's right there. No, he's dead, and he shoots him. And then all of a sudden, that's when he goes like completely 180, and I'm like, the fuck am I watching? Um, so, I mean, like, there's things about this movie I like. There's things about it I don't like. I love that the end credit song is Nine Inch Nails. That's it, it, If you don't know already, Nine Inch Nails is like my favorite band in the world. I've grown up with them since the Pretty Hate Machine days. 
I love everything that Trent Reznor does. As a matter of fact, I know I've already talked about this when I, you know, when I recommended Bad Witch. And um, so it, the fact that it ends with a, a Nine Inch Nail song, I really love that. Um, the things that I don't like, though, I, I've kind of mentioned it already. The Rock, What Side Are You On? Uh, the whole Chromosome 24 thing seems just fucked up to me. And, and again, that could be something from the fucking games that I just don't know about. But Because, like I said, not good at controlling the games, so I don't play them much. Um, but it seemed like it was just like something they just quickly made up off the top of their head and said, here, this is you know what's causing all this. It's like, okay. I, let's put it this way. I, it... it in doing my review, I'm kind of doing my review as if I was like the average moviegoer going to see this movie. And I think the average moviegoer would be sitting here going, okay, what's this? So I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm trying to do this as a horror fan and as the average moviegoer in my review, which is why I said I kind of have two ratings for this. Because if you if I was rating it 10, 12 years ago and... I was, I, you know, I was going based off of my opinion. It was a boring movie. It, it failed to keep my interest. I wasn't that impressed with it back then. It was like a three out of ten. Like it, it, the fact, like I said, the fact that Nine Inch Nails is used, Clint Mansell's music is used, and you know Richard Brake was fucking interesting because he was the most fucked up character. I, I it would have got three points for that. Now watching it. Years later, doing this as a review, doing this in a time when my 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 frame of mind towards movies is is I can accept a lot more bullshit movies because I just enjoy watching shit. I give it probably a five and a half out of ten, maybe a six out of ten, uh, and a six is pushing it. It's probably like a five and a half, but. I'm kind of on par with IMDb. IMDb is a 5.2 out of 10. I'm kind of, a, I, I'm at that same point. I I don't hate this movie, but it, it could have been a lot better. Let's put it that way. It, it, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, and I do enjoy it more now. And it is something like, I, I could see myself, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, nothing to watch on TV, just fucking saying, you know what, let's watch Doom again. Probably will go back and watch this again at least maybe once or twice. I mean, I now own the DVD that I paid two bucks for, but whatever. Um, so who knows? Maybe it's a Saturday afternoon thing when there's absolutely nothing else to watch, which that's never going to happen in my lifetime, but whatever. <laughs> like I keep telling everyone, I have a list that's longer than my lifespan. So I'll probably, it won't be often I get back to this movie, but. To say, I, I can't turn around and say that I hate this movie. That's definitely for sure. Like, I do kind of enjoy it. it it's not, uh, it's definitely not, you know, a Return of the Living Dead for me, which is probably one of the most perfect movies ever made. But it, it, it's it's up there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, I, I can't, I can't hate this movie as much as I, I the, the, the 12 years younger me, Probably hated it for whatever fucking reason. Who knows? Again, I was at a different state of mind in that time. But I, I thank you, Jacob, for requesting this one because I'm kind of glad I was forced to go back to it. You know, I, I came away with a different appreciation for the film. So that's my review. That's what I have to say about it. Uh, I, I hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode. 
I'm sorry it came late. You know what? It was just holidays and whatnot. And I knew it, I was even seeing it like on social media and talking with people around me and whatnot. People were going to barbecues. People were getting drunk. People were partying. It's like nobody's going to be listening to podcasts. So I decided to push it back a bit and thought, you know what? Uh, I'll do it a couple days after the holiday. Let everyone like chill and relax and whatnot. And then we'll do this. Um, as for the next episode... So the next episode, I, I've been teasing you guys for a while. I've been telling you that the next movie was going to absolutely be an atrocious piece of shit. That I'm not going to be nice to it. <laughs> i got to keep in mind that people do work on these movies. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but there's some movies that are just that bad. That said, I haven't watched this movie since the first time I ever saw it. So it's going to be interesting to go back to it. The next episode, I've been keeping this from you guys long enough, so I'm finally going to tell you what the next episode is. Let's just put it this way. Dennis Hopper as King Koopa? Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know what? I know people are going to say that's not a horror movie. You know what? It's fucking horror bull. Uh, this I don't even know how I'm going to get through it. But um, I do want to say, though, that the episode may be delayed. Just letting you guys all know now, because next weekend is the weekend of Friday the 13th. I plan on marathoning all 10 movies. I'm going straight from Friday the 13th Part 1 all the way up to Jason X. So, I, and I may watch the remake. The remake's not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible. Um... So I may watch that one. I don't own that one, though. I own the other 10. But so next weekend, that's my plans is to just fucking veg and blitz all 10 of them, which I probably will do because I'm actually off this Friday the 13th. So it's kind of cool. So the episode may be a little bit delayed, but it will it will be coming out. Uh, The delay may be uh, very wanted by everybody. Now that you all know that I'm doing Super Mario Brothers as my next movie. Um, but that's that's about it. Uh, again, thank you, Jacob, for the request. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode. I hope that many of you are either subscribed uh, through iTunes or Google. I know I never mentioned that about that. You know, the episode, uh, the episodes uh, are available through iTunes, Google, CastBox, Podcast Addict, um, what is it player fm i noticed has my podcast listed on there so there's different places there's different you know places you can go to to get the uh, episodes it's not just nextlevelradioonline.com but definitely if you want go there because there's a ton of other podcasts as well i mention this all the time and i listen to a lot of them myself so they're decent podcasts they're really good ones um I will say I've Ben has been doing his uh, his um, Lost Revisited podcast. I've been avoiding that only because I haven't watched Lost yet, and I was using this podcast as my reason to go and watch that show. So once I start getting into it, then I'm going to go back and listen to his episodes. But so yeah, you can find obviously the podcast at nextlevelradioonline.com uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash what lurks behind podcast zero. I want to thank, uh, there, there's people like Keith and Sarah, Justin, Jacob, 
uh, Aaron, you guys, a lot, a lot of the times I notice you guys are commenting the, the, the posts that I'm putting on there. A lot of the times it's usually the ones where it's like, you know, child's play being remade. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I, Trust me, I get it. I just report the news, okay? Like, I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with it. Um, but yeah, I'll see that sometimes or whatnot. And you guys have noticed probably that um, I've been like posting a few videos on there. Uh, what did I post on there? I posted Elvira and Vincent Price being interviewed by David Brenner. Uh, that was kind of fun. Um, and there was a, what was it, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 promo, VHS media promo. Those, oh, some of those are fucking fun to watch. And, you know, I I miss the days of VHS. You know, there were some, there were some good little gems on those things. It wasn't just the movies. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm trying to incorporate a little bit more of, uh, like, videos on there and whatnot. So I hope you guys are enjoying those. Uh, if you're not on the Facebook page, you may want to go and follow it. It, it. I do a lot of news posting on there, what from Bloody Disgusting, Dread Central, and whatnot. When I see good articles, I'll just share them on there. Plus, I like sharing like artwork I find and stuff like that. So uh, definitely follow the, the podcast on Facebook, at Instagram, at What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. You guys are all awesome. Uh, again, um, you know, thank you to the people who comment and like constantly. I, I see the names over and over, and it's like it means a lot to me. Uh, and I love when like people will say, like you know, like I said, like K Clark twenty three, you know, saying I'm looking forward to this review. That means a lot to me. I'm glad you guys are tuning in. You know, because sometimes I wonder if I'm doing this for nothing. And then when I, you know, people will say, oh, I'm looking forward to this review, or you know, I posted about you know having the movie Dagon and Scab Soul was like, I hope you're reviewing this. It's like, thank you guys. That means so much to me, and I really appreciate it. Uh, Twitter. Twitter at WLB podcast underscore zero. I'm not on there often, so if you're not following it, don't worry. It, it, I kind of just retweet bloody disgusting shit, like, and that's about it. Um, letterbox.com slash WLB underscore podcast zero. I haven't done a review in a while, so I, I get it if people aren't following me on there right now. I really haven't done a whole lot, so um, I get it. You know, it... I'm not, I'm not one for typing, you know, I, I like talking, I, which is weird because I'm an introvert, but whatever, I, just because I'm an introvert don't mean I don't like to talk. And finally, redbubble.com slash people slash podcast number zero. And I actually just uploaded a new t-shirt design um, because I, I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell all of you this right now, coming in October. October is the month of Halloween. October is the month of my birthday. October is my big horror month of the year. Not that I don't do horror every day of the year, because I do, but that's the big month. I like putting a big focus on October. October this year, I already have my four episodes picked out. I already know exactly what I'm doing in the month of October. There will be no listener requests for that month. My apologies. But I have four movies that I'm doing, and one of them I'm kind of kind of dropping a few hints and whatnot every now and then well actually all four movies i kind of have but um spookies is one of them spookies is is one of the movies i will be doing in the month of october i'm really really looking forward to doing that episode and i'm kind of already like brainstorming in my head what i want to do for it and whatnot anyways i put a t-shirt design up there it's just the spookies logo 
um, just because I love this movie and I definitely want to bring more attention to it. I know it's a bad movie. Everyone's, I love when people are like, you know, that movie's shit. It's like, okay, so kiss my ass. Like, do I fucking care? Like, didn't ask your opinion, but just as you guys didn't ask for mine. But the thing is, is that I love that movie and I definitely wanted that to be one of the movies I do in the month of October. Uh, Just so you guys know, the first episode of the month of October is going to be a double review. Well, not not so much a double review, but it's just two movies that mean a lot to me. Night of the Living Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, both in the same episode because my birthday is October 1st, and both movies were released on October 1st. So there's definitely like a a big um, inclination to those movies for me, like, and it's funny because I tell people that's why I'm fucked up because you know I, I was born you know October 1st 1975 and one year previous Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released and what seven years prior to that or well six years prior to that one um, Night of the Living Dead was released so you know it, it's kind of October 1st is like a fucked up day I guess I don't know but that's gonna be the first episode of the month then I'll be doing spookies and I'm not going to tell you the last two just yet. I just figure I'll kind of tease you with what's coming in October. But between now and then, next week, obviously, or next episode, I should say, just in the fact that it may be delayed, um, Super Mario Brothers. And then after that, I'm just going to go fucking crazy. You guys can send me listener requests if you'd like. If not, I'm just going to pick some of my favorite fucking movies and talk about them. Uh, Just because. So that's that thank you so much for tuning in this week you guys have been fucking great my voice is feeling really fucking raw now so i need to stop talking but thank you for tuning in you guys are wonderful you're more than wonderful you're bloody fucking awesome oh and by the way jacob thank you so much for your request you know what i gotta say something i walked away from you know doing this review watching this movie i gotta say i walked away from it with you know what a little bit more appreciation for it no it's not my favorite movie in the world but you know what still it's not a movie i hate so thank you for that and on that note you know what it's time for me to shut up i talk too fucking much as it is already it's time to let someone with a better voice take you guys out glenn danzig is the man i told you earlier you know lurker's recommendation watch the core episode with the interview with danzig it's fucking awesome it's a lot of fun it's funny He's informative. It's it's really good to hear a guy who's so passionate about horror, you know, just just fucking let it all out. He's got some great recommendations for movies as well. But for this podcast, we're going to end off with a song from his Thrall Demon Sweat live album. Well, it was an EP, whatever. Uh, a song called It's Coming Down. I absolutely love this song. I think it's a great way to go out. And you know what? Then it means that I shut the fuck up. And... <laughs> On that note, so yeah, here's some Danzig for you, and uh, yeah, next episode, well, sorry guys, I'm doing it, Super Mario Brothers, but until then, let Danzig take you home.